Ion 2020, episode 214. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, your host of Ion 2020, bringing you news and related events of the 2020 election. Thank you for joining me for another day on the show. Hey, man, yesterday I made a, a call out for y'all to send me somebody who is not a Democrat or Republican. Send me some libertarian people that maybe I could look into and find some information on, and then I'll go ahead and talk about those people on the show today. And Wesley, I appreciate you reaching out to me uh, through Facebook, went to I and the Empire on Facebook, and you went ahead and uh, sent me a message, and I appreciate that. You sent me a message about, or he sent me a message about Dan Taxation is Theft Berman, and I actually brought him up on the show a couple, probably, I don't know, back in February or so. I used to go to the Election Commission's website and just see who is going to be running for president and which new people have submitted. And what happened during that time is I started noticing, like, as soon as I looked on it, there was like 400 people that were running for president. A couple of them had decided to start running back in like 1996, or maybe even earlier than that. I think one of them was 1996, one of them was like 1998, one of them was 1999. I wonder if those were typos for the year 2000 election, but they put in for the 2020 election way back then. But then about 2015, you start seeing lots of people that are putting their name into the hat for the 2020 election, even though Donald Trump wasn't even elected yet. But as soon as Donald Trump got elected, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when you start seeing tons of people start deciding they're going to run yet. Republicans and Democrats and so forth. By about January or February, when I started looking at the website, you would have you had four or five hundred people that were already running to, for president. Lots of libertarians. Lots of uh, Democrats, mostly Democrats, mostly Republicans. You had Libertarians, you had Green Party, you had Constitution Party, and you had Independents. And you had just tons of other parties that I'd never even heard of as well. And these are people that are in those parties, I guess, and they're announcing that they're going to be running. So I start looking through those, and every so often I'd just do a show based upon some of the new people that are running, especially if it was like a high-profile Democrat that got in. I think Elizabeth Warren was the first person to officially announce you see her information get in there. Oh, it was John Delaney that was the first person that was like the a major Democrat that decided to announce, and he had raised tons of money by about uh, the end of the fir- end of the fourth quarter, twenty eighteen, and then it was about January. So I think it was the day that I started the show is when Elizabeth Warren decided to announce that she was going to run for president. So you see her get on there, but then you start seeing Cory Booker, you start seeing Tulsi Gabbard, and you start seeing lots of people over the course of a couple of months. But I would do shows on that, and I would just kind of look him over. Because every so often, a libertarian would pop up on there. And I did see Dan Taxation of Seth Berman pop up on there way back when. And I just thought it was a joke. Because you know how libertarians, we're always talking like talk. We always use that catchphrase, taxation is theft. And it takes a little bit of expl- explanation. A lot of people wear shirts that say taxation is theft on them. You see... 
a lot of people posting memes about taxation being theft. And this has been going on for probably four or five years now. Uh, it's probably been going on a lot longer than that. I just didn't even notice it back then. But the idea behind taxation being theft is this. You know, the government does not take your money or does not accept money from you willingly. It's just basically taken out of your paycheck. And if you took an individual, for example, let's say every day when you went and picked up your paycheck, there was some dude waiting outside and he said, give me 25% of that now. You would tell him to screw off and leave me alone, right? That's the way that you would do it. That's just the, you know, you would look at that person and say, get the hell out of here. But when the government does it, we don't think, we don't even think twice about it. We just, you know, just assume, okay, I, my paycheck was a thousand bucks this week and I'm going to have a, after taxes, it'll be 800. You know, that's just the way that you assume that that's just going to be, that they're going to take 20, 25% of it, sometimes 30% of it, depending upon how much you make. And you don't even think twice about it. But if it was anybody else other than the government doing it, you would assume that it's theft. But since it's the government doing it, People just say, assume in their minds, they say, you know what, well, that's our contract, you know, our social contract that we have, and it's okay that the government takes it, but let's say we started our own government, me, you, and a hundred people, we went off and we just, you know, found a piece of land that was not ruled by anybody else, and we started our own government, and we all got together and said, well, how are we going to fund this government? We said, well, you know what, we'll just have volunteer positions. At some point, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years down the road, our ancestors are living in that in that government, and then a hundred years later, you know, it's our kids and our grandkids that are running that government. And at some point, when does that government get to the point where it can say, "Hey, we're going to start taking money from the citizens"? Like at that point, you would have to assume that they're going to figure out ways to steal it from you uh, in a roundabout way. But if you look at any, if you look at taxation in any other way. You would just, if it was anybody else doing it, or if it was a group of people in your neighborhood that came to your house and said, give me 20% of your money, or if it was a group of people that came into your house without you knowing about it and took 20% of your money, if it was any other situation, then yeah, you would assume that it was theft. So that's where libertarians get the idea that taxation is theft, that the, the idea behind taxation is that it's not taken from you willingly. It's not like you're stroking a check on your own because you want to. It's not like they have people telling you how great government is and they're asking for a check. Like at church, for example, most people that are members of churches, like it's expected that you give 10% of your income or whatever, right, to be a member of that church. And if you don't, no one's going to really say anything to you, I can't imagine, but maybe you're not going to get the same titles and you're not going to have the same... Um, positions and things like that maybe not I don't know maybe you won't have the same respect I don't know I don't go to church I know that I used to and in order to be like in the priesthood and I was I grew up uh in a church and if, if you wanted to be in a priesthood or something like that you would um part of your thing is like you would have to be saying yeah I give 10 percent and I don't know if you have to prove it by any means but um it's kind of expected that you do and you're not going to lie to like your leader of your church you know when you're in front of them hey have you been giving a 10 percent? yes and they're bold face lying you know like you're not going to do that but anyway besides that point they you would be excommunicated in some way 
or fashion if you're not giving your 10%, I would imagine. Um, and not excommunicated, like you can't come to church, but excommunicated in the sense that you're not going to have the same positions and stuff. But it's expected in that world. But that's a donation. That's something that you're giving freely on your own. You give to a charity. You're giving freely on your own. It's not like the government is out there trying to get you to give freely on, on your own. No. It's taken out of your paycheck. You have no choice. You have no choice in there. If you decide that you're not going to pay, you will, in all intents and purposes, end up in jail. And if you're not put in jail, um, or if you decide that you're not going to jail, then they will cuff you. And if you further resist, maybe you lock yourself in your house and you stick a gun out the window and say, come near my house and I'll shoot. Or you come into my house and I'll shoot you. And then they come into your house and take you out. Yes, you will be shot if you resist. So there's no willingness to it. So, But if it was any other situation where there was no government and 100 people or a million people or 300 million people came and stood in front of your house and said, give me 20% of your income, no matter what, in that situation, it would be theft. But when the government does it, we kind of just turn our cheek, right? We just, you know, look away. And the fact of the matter is, is they take the money from me and I willingly... Don't rebel against it because I have a family and children and a wife. And the fact is, is I'm not going to take my stand on that issue. And 99.99999% of Americans will not take a stand on that issue either. Because now there's some people that do, but we saw with Peter Schiff's father. I can't remember what his name is. Peter Schiff is the, uh, he's a commentator. He's, I think he runs some kind of gold fund or something like that. Um, I think it's like shift capital or something, but I know that his father took a stand on it and ended up dying in prison. Tried to figure out ways to constitutionally get around paying taxes, and they didn't see that. They He ended up dying in prison. So are you going to take your stand on that issue? Probably not. Probably not. I know I will not be taking my stand on that issue. But at what point do we get to that point? Because... Holy hell, I think the T-tax in, you know, 1770 was like 1%. And there was a huge rebellion in America over that, taxation without representation. I saw a meme the other day, tech, that when it said something like, this is when you realize when taxation with representation is actually worse than taxation without representation. It showed some guy's face all crazy, you know? Because taxation without representation, that's what you're taught... That the American Revo- that's why the Re- American Revolution happened, supposedly, is taxation without representation. And they were being taxed 1%. Very minute amounts they were being taxed. Now, I don't know what the states were taxing, but the crown was trying to tax that, right? And they freaked out. They flipped out. They started a revolution over it, supposedly. I don't know that that's exactly... That's a very elementary way to put it. That that was the reason for the American Revolution. I think that the revolutionaries just wanted their own country. And that was a way to stir up chaos. That was a way to stir up the population against the crown in some way. Or get representation. Like there was people that were trying to get a certain thing. And one of them was independence. So that... If that's what stirred people up back then, they're taking 10%, 15%, 22%. 
think 35% of your income. You have capital gains that are taking 15% of that. You have a business. They're taking 25% of that. And people still take it. They're, they allow it. Nobody's taking a stand as even though you realize that it's not being paid willingly. willingly. So by saying taxation is stuff, that's not, that's not a stretch whatsoever. I think that people will defend it and they'll defend the government some, for some reason and say, oh, no, it's not theft. It's a social contract because of the things that we get out of it, right? You get your roads, you get your bridges, you get social security when you get older. You have the little safety net that they've provided, things like that. So it's part of the safety net that you have. It's, you know, like we don't rebel against it because of those things and people will rationalize it. But if you really talk to somebody, you could probably make the case with them that taxation is in fact theft. But it takes a lot of conversation. It takes a lot of talk. When people first hear that, they automatically write you off. They do. Oh, that's crazy. What are you talking? That's crazy talk. And it takes a lot of conversation. That is my only challenge with Dan Taxationist Theft Berman when I was listening or when I was looking over his website. I'm actually going to play in just a second a YouTube clip that he has on his website. And I agree with damn near everything on that thing. Like, I'm a libertarian and so is he. He has libertarian views, he has libertarian policies. The ideas that he's espousing are libertarian. So, like, I agree with all that stuff. The only thing that I was, when I was looking at him, when I was looking at his website, like, it's very, um, the, the words, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but, um, it's like he has this big old yellow hat on that says taxation is theft across it. He has a suit on and his tie says taxation is theft all over it and it's yellow. And he has like a little handkerchief inside of his pocket that says taxation is theft on it. And it, it's kind of, I don't know if you say clownish by any means, but um, automatically when you look at him, you know, it's it's kind of like the boot on the head of that guy, uh, Vermin Supreme, right? Like they're trying to get, they're trying to get people to look. They're trying to um, look maybe a little bit. He's like Vermin Supreme is just trying to look like a chaotic, crazy guy type thing because he's that, that's the impact that he's trying to have. And Dan Taxation is, is Steph Berman is doing a similar thing with that as well. I just think like he has. Like, actually, just go ahead and listen to it in, in just a second, and, I'll, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, his policies are great. He speaks well. He's eloquent in putting together the message. But you have to get people to listen. That's, that's my only problem. That is, that's it. My only problem is as soon as they see that and the way that you're presenting yourself, automatically they might stop listening. And you want people to listen. You do. You want people to listen. And that's my that's that's the biggest challenge with any libertarian candidate is you have to be a serious contender. You have to look the part, you have to have that serious personality. When a normal American person looks at a 
politician. There's a reason why politicians are politician-y. It's because they do all this research to figure out what a politician should look like and sound like on the female side, male side, African-American side, Hispanic side. Like, what's the best thing you could do to get elected? And it's look professional. Wear a red tie or a blue tie with a black suit. The women, don't don't be too, you know, don't, don't dress too uh, casual. Look professional. Look like someone's going to go in there and do serious business. That's that's what it is, man. And that's what you want in a candidate. So um, that's the only recommendation I have. But you know what? I don't know the guy. I literally just, I learned about him back in February, I think it was, when he decided to run. And then I did a little bit of looking into him back then, but I couldn't really find too much. I think I found an Instagram page, and that was about it. And then I found, uh, then, you know, then Wesley ended up sending me information on him, and I did a little bit of research and just found as much information as I can to go out and put together a show for you guys on Dan Taxation is Theft, and uh, that's what I had. So let me go ahead and play this for you, because you guys are going to, if you're a libertarian and you listen to this show, you're going to like what he's saying. I think if you're a Democrat or a Republican, you'd probably like what he's saying when you listen to it. I really do. I think that he has some really good points that are being made, and he takes the t- takes to task the Republicans and the Democrats, and that's great. So go ahead and hear. Without without any further ado, here's the uh, YouTube clip that I found. I'm Dan Taxationist Theft Berman. I'm running for president because I've been let down too many times by the two-party system that constantly forgets a majority of America. I will fight for everyone's freedom. I believe that everyone has the right to decide how their money is spent. We should not blindly give it to politicians with our fingers crossed that they will not use it on wasteful and immoral programs. I believe our education system has failed and we need to reclaim the right to decide how to educate our own children. We must end the drug war now. Nobody, no matter how good their intentions, has the right to tell you what you can or can't put in your own body, especially if you're not harming any other person. I will fight to get the government out of our bedrooms, bodies, wallets, and schools. In my campaign as an independent candidate, I will be implementing strategies that have never been seen before. We have to understand that the politicians who dream up these harmful and wasteful government programs are not the same people as their supporters. Their supporters have real needs, financial stability, health care, and many of them just want to be left alone. Most of them do not want to hurt people across the political aisle. But all of these people have been told by politicians that only government can solve their problems. These politicians teach us to blame each other for what we don't have and to hate each other for it. That needs to end now. We can treat the supporters of our political opponents with respect and show them that there are real solutions to their problems that do not require the use of government force. Together, we can make the world a better place for every American and future generations. For this, I hope to earn your support. To learn more, volunteer, or donate, please visit Berman2020.com. Thank you. See, in the very beginning, I really like what he says. He says, I'm going to fight for everyone's freedom. I've been let down by the two-party system that's forgotten about Americans. And that 
right there speaks volumes. I'm going to fight for every American that the two-party system has let let us down. And the third parties have been trying to say that forever. And we haven't. I mean, that's something that the two-party systems, I believe most Americans do feel like they've been let down by it. That's why Donald Trump was able to get elected in the first place. Because he was running, yes, as a Republican, but more so as an outsider of Washington. And he was able to do it within that system. So as a libertarian candidate or as an independent candidate, and you want to run in that by saying that, that's the perfect way to open, open up your statement. That is the perfect thing to say. So I definitely like the way that he put that. I then like how he moves on to the government spending, and he says that we shouldn't be blindly giving our money with our fingers crossed, hoping that they're not going to use it on wasteful and immoral programs. And if you look at the video, it shows a soldier shooting off a um, a grenade launcher, essentially. But that's just alluding to the idea that these wasteful programs over in Iraq, Afghanistan, across the world... Um, that we blindly give the politicians that money. So it's a very well-made video. I think you guys should definitely watch it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes uh, so you guys can check it out. But very, uh, very well put together. But I, yeah, I like the, the second point that he makes about uh, blindly giving the money to politicians in Washington because they are only using it, only using it to buy more votes for themselves at the next election. I, I'm convinced of that. Getting government out of our bedrooms, bodies, wallets, and schools is a pretty interesting point as well. And he uh, prefaced that also with ending the drug war, which I thought was... Uh, those are good good things to say. I remember Gary Johnson used to say, I want to keep government out of your bedroom and out of your pocketbook or something like that. Uh, this goes a little bit further because I think that Dan is actually in favor of getting a government out of the schools completely as well and letting parents teach their, you know, teach their kids as they see fit. Uh, that is definitely a libertarian stance, and those are things that we should definitely be moving towards in America as well. Public education, while it is, um, I mean, it's 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 terrible in some ways. It's I mean, it's definitely something that we need to be moving towards privatizing at some point down the fu- in the future. So, uh, I've never done a show on that as well. I actually. You know, be, to be honest, I send my kids to public school, but I was one of the I'm one of the few that's, you know, has the ability to send my kid to the school that I want to by choosing my neighborhood that I live in, and that's basically what we did. Most people don't have that ability, and that sucks. And if you had private education, private schools, everywhere, you would definitely have the choice between where you're going to send your kid to school, and most people don't have that choice. Uh, so yeah, I support him in that as well. Like I said. The video, he goes over a lot of things, and I, I mean, he's a libertarian. You can tell when you listen to him talk, and he wants minimal government, if not no government, it sounds like to me. And uh, those are definitely ideals that we should be moving towards in America as well. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, that's why libertarians take those stands that we do, is because we want to start changing the culture to move towards those positions as well. And that's why we need people to listen to us. We need to be, you know, we need to have candidates that are making those stands so that we get can get people to listen to us as well. Because especially on the national stage with a presidential election, it's not like a libertarian is going to get elected, guys. 
I don't have any dreams and hopes of that. I didn't even have any dreams and hopes of that when Gary Johnson was running and a lot of libertarians did think that somehow we could eke out 50% or whatever um, with two terrible candidates. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. What the presidential election does is it gets a libertarian on the stage of Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, local news outlets, and so forth, so other people can see a libertarian message, and that's what we want, is to be viewed as an alternative to the two-party system, an alternative that talks about limited government and free markets. That's what we want, guys. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, moving on with the rest of the video as well, uh, a little more analysis of that. I love it when he says the follow, like basically he says the following that most people in America don't want to hurt somebody that is on the other side of the aisle. Most people just want to be left alone, right? And then he says, but we've been told that government is the solution to these problems. And all they do is cause division and try to break us up into groups to divide us. That is, that could not be said any better. And it cannot be said, um, or it cannot be any truer as well. That that's what politicians do. That's how they stay in power is by convincing you and everybody that they possibly can that the government is the solution to the problems. When in reality, we just want to be left alone in general. That's how most Americans feel. I'm convinced of that as well. Yeah, so he closes it just by saying that he wants to help make the world better for all of Americans and future Americans. And then he moves on to the support side of it. But um, looking at his website and stuff, definitely, I, I don't think that he's running as a libertarian, though. And the reason why I said this is because he does say in that video, as an independent candidate. So he makes that clear as an independent candidate. So I'm almost certain that he's running as a independent. And that's fine. Although with a big yellow hat and stuff and, you know, yellow and black, you can assume that there's the anarcho-capitalist um, side of him, maybe, because that's the colors of the anarcho-capitalist mantra, I guess, and taxation and stuff is really a, a term that a lot of the anarcho-capitalists typically would use as well. So, uh, but yeah, if you look at his website, you know, it's it's well put together and everything. I like the guy. Uh, I really do. I like the way that he talks, and I like the he, he does it very professional, and you can tell, he, I think his, it looks like in the past he did some video editing and stuff for some companies out in California, uh, so that's pretty much where he's able to put together a really good video, uh, great website as well. Look him up though, I guess if you want to, if you want to support him, you can as well. I'm not throwing my support behind anybody, but I will definitely talk about each of the candidates and their policies, and this is one of them, okay? Oh, then he gets into the policies of the... Let me go through some of the issues that he has on his website, okay? Taxation is theft. He says, taking property or money from a person without their consent or knowledge is theft. Taxes are taken without consent by threat of imprisonment. So, yeah, this is not a civilized way to pay for society. It's the way that we know to pay for society now, but there obviously is other ways to make it happen. I mean, look at the Mormons out in Utah way back when. I think that they as their church group, you know, like their church does just fine. Most churches do very well on the donations of their membership, right? They run efficiently and effectively. They run on tight budgets, I'm sure. But it's not taken by force. And I'm sure there's a way to make that happen within government as well. And it would probably be a much smaller government. It would probably be much smaller governments at local levels. 
And maybe our government at our local level takes donations and then the group of people that make decisions within that government donate to the higher level government that only accepts donations. There's no force. Like, there's ways to make government happen with donations. We just haven't thought about that yet. Crowdfunded government, I think, is a follower that I have on uh, on Twitter. And he's always posting stuff about that as well. All right, fire the IRS. The pl- first place to end government corruption is ending the illegal collection of practices performed by the IRS. That's a great statement. End the Fed... Through inflation, the Fed steals more of your savings without your knowledge. It's more theft. Their existence is based on the premise that they lend money to the government, but this is a lie, a game of three-card Monty. It's true. We do need to end the Fed because all whenever they print money, causing inflation, 2% inflation, and you're an old retired person, and you're getting 6% return on your money, but inflation is going up by 2 or 3%, yeah. That just that's stealing of your existing money, and that's wrong. The value of your money goes down by two percent a year. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Erase the debt. The government borrowed money using our sweet or sweat as equity. There isn't enough money to pay or gold on earth to pay this debt, which is fine with the banks. This is not our debt, and we have no obligation to pay. Interesting concept. Um, it would probably make the government have to be forced to be way smaller, which is good. Uh, so yeah, erase it. I think Donald Trump has kind of mentioned that as well in the past. Free healthcare. I don't know what he means by that. Instead of figuring out ways to pay extortive healthcare costs with socialized payments, we lower costs by allowing new medications to reach the market and breaking up big farmers' monopolies. I think he's probably making it a point there with free health care that by getting rid of patent law, I would assume that that would be the case. I'd have to look for more clarification on that by breaking up the big farmers' monopolies because the reason why big farmers have monopolies on drugs is simply because of patent law and their rights to those patents for like 18, 19 years or something like that. Uh, That's, I mean, I don't know. That's disputable whether you should have patent law in some way. Um... But yeah, I mean, I, I typically lean towards less government, and that's not a new idea that I've that I've come across. It's the idea of getting rid of patent laws and stuff, but um, it's something that I don't really, I haven't really made a firm stand on in any way, except for the fact that I always go towards more or more freedom, less government, um, less laws and stuff. And the only reason why there is patent laws because of the government in the first place. Okay, next is free education. Banks partner with government to give banks special protection, inflating the market and leaving students with a lifetime of debt. We need to completely rethink higher education. That's interesting. I don't know what that means either, but he's talking about free education. So I don't know if that's a libertarian position as well. Because I would say that oh, we should probably get government out of education in the first place. So uh, legalized pineapple pizza, that's kind of... I You know, he's just trying to make these little points and stuff like that and that's where i say the professionalism is kind of weird nobody has the right to tell us what we can eat or what we can put into our bodies especially when it harms nobody okay duh all he's really saying there is like you know there's that whole conversation about legalized or whether pineapple pizza is good or bad or something like that i think he's using that to make the point that you could you should be able to put whatever you want to in your body 
if, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. So yeah, okay. Uh, end civil asset forfeiture. That is where the government can come in and take your stuff, take your property. Yeah, uh, I think in the Constitution it says that the government can take your stuff as long as there's public use for it or something like that. But it's gotten way out of control. Uh, I don't think the government should have taken anyone's stuff anyway in the first place. Uh, I don't think that that, I mean, in the Constitution it's there, but whatever. I don't think that it should. Maybe you could get a constitutional amendment that says we can get rid of civil offset forfeiture because I think that's a good thing. And the drug war, that's great. We all agree with that as libertarians. Pardon the innocent, of course. Millions, millions, millions of innocent people sit in jail for nonviolent offenses. They are costing us money and have you know, caused no harm to society. That's true. If you're in there for drugs and things like that, nonviolent crimes, let them out, let them get some help or maybe something like that, and then, you know, take them off the public dole, of course. End daylight savings time, I don't know if that should be a policy or not, but hey, whatever. That's a government thing, so, I mean, I'm always get for limited government. Uh, ninth and Tenth Amendments, knowing that men would eventually write laws to trample rights that were not explicitly written in the Constitution, the founders added the Ninth and Tenth Amendments as a final attempt to stop government from growing beyond its intended purposes. So I guess he's going to defend the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. That's good. That's a good thing. Let states make their own decisions. I've said that hundreds of times on this show, and I agree with it. Bring them home. Yep, bring home the troops. That's a good one. I like that. End homelessness. This doesn't take taxpayer subsidies and doesn't need to cost anything. All it takes is to stop robbing the poor of their opportunities. I don't, yeah, okay. I mean, I always say in a libertarian society, you're going to have less um, bureaucracy. You're going to have less governments telling you how to build homes and stuff like that. So you'll probably be able to build homes really cheap if you want to. And that could probably help out homeless people as well, especially in like the inner cities and the bigger cities and stuff like that. Uh, you go to San Francisco, there is a homeless ec- epidemic there, but that's, that's probably because there's a lot of subsidies and things that they get, like soup kitchens and things of that nature that draws more homeless people there than otherwise would be in the first place um but that's probably people helping them out because they're there and they exist so uh but yeah i think in like a libertarian society where you have lots of available housing then you'll probably have less a lot less homelessness as well world peace we are at war if we truly want to end it we have to be bigger than we have to do we have to be bigger than to continue the fighting I think that's written wrong. We are not at risk of another, and we have nothing to fear. Okay, so he just wants to stop the wars and stuff. I agree with that as well. And then a taco truck on every corner. Get rid of the licensing requirements and stuff like that. So, yeah, those are a lot of things that I agree. I definitely think that he has libertarian views, and the ones that sound kind of funny are just, like, free taco or taco trucks on every corner, legalized pineapple pizza and stuff like that. Those are not platforms. Those are just things that he's just saying something crazy to make a statement about getting rid of licensing requirements for taco trucks in every corner and legalizing pizza, letting you take in what you want to take into your body and not making it illegal. So, uh, Dan, taxation is theft. Berman for 2020.com. Check him out. This is your show about libertarian candidates, Democrat candidates, Republican candidates, and all that good stuff for the 2020 election. So make sure... You keep on coming back Monday through Friday. I will keep on doing shows for you daily until the 2020 election. Uh, go ahead and check me out, IonTheEmpire.com. Check me out, uh, I am the Empire on Facebook and on Twitter. Ray at IonTheEmpire.com is my website as well. And then uh, give me a five-star rating review if you really, really, really love what you hear. 
Uh, if you like what you hear, hey, five-star rating as well. That would be great also. And then uh, come on back tomorrow, and you will have clear vision for 2020.